This is Financially Tuned with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Tara Nolan to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Tara Nolan, from Tara Nolan Advisory Services, and my amazingly patient co-host, Tony Shore. We are so excited to have you join us today. We have had a lot of challenges with technology, which always makes it fun. But in this show, we're going to be talking about the importance of why you should be planning your legacy and how to start doing it. And if you're like most people, planning and preparing your legacy isn't at the top of your list. And actually, I find a lot of people don't even know that that's something that they can do. They think that's something just for the Kennedys and the Rockefellers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people either think it's something that they don't need to do, but uh, I think uh, the true the true case, when you get down to it for most of us, myself, any, uh, I think subconsciously, at least, we um, we kind of deprioritize it and either move it completely off the list or keep pushing it down because we don't want to have to deal with it. We'd almost d- rather deal with anything rather than um, thinking about our own mortality or not being on this earth and what what's going to be left behind and how our financial legacy is going to be doled out. But, you know, you don't want to leave your spouse or your children or your family or your church or your charity, wherever your money can go and your assets can go after you're gone, you you don't want to leave them with a financial burden to figure out, you know, your mess after you're gone. So I I think this is a really important conversation for us to have, Tara. At the beginning there, thanks for that great introduction, by the way. You you, you called me (laughs) awesomely patient, and it reminds me of something my mom always used to say to me growing up. She said, Son, patience is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. <laughs> patience <you> <laughs> is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. So, um, yes, sometimes we need patience trying to get the, the computers and things to register nowadays. Uh, technology is supposed to make this easier, but sometimes it complicates matters. Um, but Tara, besides uh, the technological issues we've been having getting the show going today, how have you been? What have you been up to? Well, I have just spent a week in Hawaii with my two nieces, and that has, was just a blast. And I'll tell you what, we, my husband Chris and I took the girls for a day to give my brother and his wife the day off, and wow, <laughs> it was fun, but we retired, I think, at the end of that day. But, you know, when you're arguing with a four-year-old and you're losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to lose it's, that uh, one almost every time. Um, yeah, especially if you're not used to dealing with that. So uh, I'm glad to hear you took your husband along with you on your trip to Hawaii. That that was at least nice. But um, so you two had to deal with the the uh, your little nieces for a day. That's fun. It was. You know, there we had a really good time with them, and we were we took them over to the ocean and. Of course, the two-year-old has no fear, and we're like, a little fear would be good, <laughs> because we yeah. every time we turned around, she does these crazy Ivans, and we're like, wait, <laughs> she's running yeah. towards the surf. Like, we're going to be in big trouble if we don't bring you back. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. Yeah, you have to be careful. Uh, kids will just, you turn around for one second, and uh, poof, 
It's like, where'd they go? They have so much energy. Well, and then I, and I had to relearn the lesson also is when they're quiet, that's not good either. Oh yeah. No, if you don't hear something, (laughs) something's wrong. What are they into now? Yes. Either (laughs) they've disappeared or yeah, something's wrong. Well, that's fun. Well, Hawaii, I bet you had a, a great trip. Uh, you know, there's never a bad day in Hawaii. The temperature is just gorgeous. We actually got to go on a dive, and it was it was much better than Oahu, the big island. It was a, it was a really good dive, and we got to go uh, also diving with the manta rays, which is something unique to the big island in Hawaii. So if you ever get that way, it's a definitely must do. And it's kind of funny. You're not allowed to touch the mantas because they're protected, but they can whap you as they swim by. <laughs> oh, I bet they can. Now, um uh, yeah, that sounds a little, I've always been uh, afraid. I'm like, I don't know if man is meant to be down there with those creatures. I, I always get a little paranoid, but, um, of course you're a lot braver than I am, Tara. We've already established that, um, uh, because of the things you do flying the C one thirties and the, and the horse, the work you do with the horses. But, um, yeah. So you said you went diving off the big Island. Yes. Oh, and wow. It was it was a lot better viz because we've gone diving in Oahu a couple times and it's we always get the oh it's usually much clearer than this <laughs> and <laughs> it was the big island it was a, it was a pretty nice dive actually oh that's nice well that sounds like fun now we're back back at it and for our listeners uh, we want to talk to them today about how important it is to plan and prepare their legacy um, you know I think um, you know like we said, this isn't usually at the top of people's lists. You know, they're planning their income needs for retirement, managing assets, and living life without worrying about how their legacy will be handled when they're gone. But uh, it really, yeah, it makes it less than attractive for a Saturday afternoon task, right? Well, you know, I definitely agree with you, but I've actually had several clients coming in recently that they're actually doing quite well. They've got most of their um, affairs in order, but the problem is going to be is if the husband predeceases the wife, the wife's income is going to be cut down to half or a third of what she's used to living on, and they're not really aware of that. So one of the near-term legacy planning things you really have to think about is, okay, that's great that you're comfortable now, but let's make sure that if one spouse passes before the other, that there's not an unexpected Um, upset in the income because one person just can't eat enough groceries to make 50% difference in your income. No, no, (laughs) it's really impossible. You think, well, you know, it's one less person, so I don't need as much income, Uh, but that it never works out that way. I mean, you you really need, you really need almost all of it still because you still have to pay the electricity bill. You still have to pay, you know, maybe you're paying uh, for rent or living. I mean, there are living expenses that you'll still have to pay regardless of how many of you there are there. Um, but, you know, so we don't get the cart before the horse. Uh, maybe you could explain to our listeners what you mean um, by legacy and what that all encompasses. Well, legacy in the, the very near term is making sure that your spouse is set up but then in, in the broader sense, it's looking at what are you going to leave for your kids and your grandkids. And then it's also, I really like to include charitable giving because there are a lot of people, especially here in Colorado, that have either their church or their cause that they're really uh, passionate about. 
And one of the things that I really enjoy about this legacy planning is this is where we get to take advantage of the rules the IRS has in play and use them to say, this is the money I'm going to have for my heirs. How do I take advantage of these rules, these laws from the IRS, do some charitable giving, and leave it to my family instead of having it just be going off into the general pot of taxes? So this is where legacy planning can actually start to become fun, not just a dreadful task for Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think it it's actually can be exciting to think, okay, uh, I'm not going to have to worry about this anymore, and neither is my spouse or my children because I have a plan in place. And my fin- I work with a, f- a trusted financial advisor, uh, and, and I'm not going to name names. Tara Nolan is who everyone should be working with, of course. But, uh, but Tara, if they work with somebody like yourself who they can trust and, and help them plan it out, uh, then, you know, God forbid when that day does come, um, you know, between now and then, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen. And, and when you're gone, you don't leave your loved ones with a burden. And I mean, I think in so many cases, though, uh, I think the majority, uh, and you tell me if you see differently, but the majority of people I know, it, it isn't like that. They don't sit down and have it fully planned out. They might have a living will. Um, they might have said, okay, I'm going to write a will. I want it all to go here. Uh, but that doesn't cover it, does it? No, it, it doesn't. And it's just one of those things that it may be a little hard to start thinking about it. And it can be kind of trust, stressful because we are talking about our mortality. But once we start to look at what you can do, a lot of folks that I sit down with really start to actually start to enjoy the process and go, oh, I have this control and I can um, take care of this charity and then I can leave something for my grandkids specifically, maybe to help out with college. And, you know, there's nothing better that you can do for your loved ones than to have a plan because at the time of your passing, the last thing anyone in the family wants to do is to sit around and talk about money because money does not bring out the best of people in stressful times. <laughs> no, the worst time to do it is, uh, you know, in in the wake of losing a loved one. And, you know, families, it brings families together, but it can also tear them apart when the finances come up. And so, uh, you know, if the spouse or the parents have, have it, you know, all planned out with a professional, a financial professional like yourself, it just alleviates, you know, it can literally make the difference between families staying together or not. You know, I've I've seen in my own family with my on my mother's side when her folks passed away. You know, there there were issues. You know, oh, so and so said they could get that, or what do we do with the farm? And fortunately for them, they had a lot of it planned out and had met with an advisor. But there were some things that they probably should have done. And I think it's good for the family to come together or the parents to be responsible and have it really clear, planned out, find out before you're gone who wants what, you know, have a family meeting. And a lot of times that can encompass your financial planner as well, right? Absolutely. This is the time when you want your financial planner, you want your CPA, and you also want your attorney all to be talking together to make sure that every aspect of your legacy plan is covered. And it's so much better if you can get everybody together before anyone passes or becomes ill, because then it's just organized and it's squared away and it just makes it so much better. I mean, I've seen it done that way and and it's then the situation is just everyone can focus on family in that time of stress versus 
it's just another thing that stirs the pot if there's not a plan in play. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? We you have know, to take a quick commercial break right now. Uh, Tara, is there anything you'd like to add before we do? Well, yeah. I For anyone listening who's been listening to my show, they know I'm a big believer in education. And so I would encourage anyone who's listening right now, if you want to visit my website at www.taraE, as in Elizabeth, Nolan, N-O-L-A-N.com, click on the Financially Tuned button, and you'll be able to download the Retirement Income Toolkit. This is going to be a great source of information just to get the ball rolling so you can start to think about what you should be considering. Or if you have a problem, just give the office a call, 719-235-5494, and I can answer your questions or get that toolkit over to you. All right. That sounds great. Thanks, Tara. And listeners, stay tuned because we have a lot more information to uh, give you, and Tara's going to be talking to us here in the next segment. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Tara Nolan on Financially Tuned after this. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services and my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Today, we have been talking about the importance of planning and preparing your legacy. And just in this last segment, we were talking about how do we turn this from a dreadful task at the bottom of your to-do list to become something interesting and fun to plan. And that's that's one of the things once you start to understand what legacy planning can encompass, that it, it can actually be something that's it's fun to put together. Yeah, well, that's great. Now, uh, before we move on, uh, maybe you could continue to talk to us about some of the benefits uh, of being prepared uh, that we weren't able to cover in that last segment. Sure, and this is a, a moment, if anyone's listening, you might want to get a pencil because we're going to go through a couple of detailed things here. But, you know, step one, obviously, with any legacy planning, and, and obviously what I do with my clients on an annual basis anyway, is to go through and make sure all of your beneficiaries are correctly identified. You know, over the years, people have old 401ks from jobs from 20 years ago that maybe before they were married or if they're divorced or any life situation that I find a lot of times there's beneficiary situations that are misaligned. So that's step one is to make sure that that's all taken care of. And then step two is we start to look at the will. And I can tell you, Tony, a lot of people are remiss. They don't have any kind of a will. And I always tell people, if nothing else, take out a plain sheet of paper and write down what you want to happen. That's, that's a great place to start. But, um, you know, some of the things that become complicated because you can have property, stocks, IRAs, 401ks, maybe some savings bonds. Just if they're just kind of out there and not organized, it can be a little complicated for a family member just having to all of a sudden pick up the ball, figure out what you have, figure out what you wanted to happen and try to, to deal with all that. So legacy planning can really, you know, we'll make sure the beneficiaries are identified. 
we'll do some education to see what you can do. And then we'll also make sure that you have a will. So that way, we're trying to facilitate communication. Does that, am I getting that point across? <laughs> yeah, <me>? definitely. <laughs> that it's, it's about, I mean, legacy planning, bottom line, is just a more formalized way to communicate to your family. Here's how I want to take care of everybody to the best of my ability. And with the resources that I have, these are all the cool things I'm going to be able to do for my family. Yeah, and th- and that's so important. Now, I want to back up there and talk about what you mentioned uh, right at the top here, and that's beneficiaries. And for our listeners out there to clarify, you know, almost every asset you have, whether it be a 401k, an IRA, um, you know, different types of investment accounts, and of course, uh, insurance policies, especially insurance policies and annuities, all of these types of assets have what you call uh, or accounts have beneficiary designations. And Tara, I, I think this is one of the most important things that people often miss. And there's a classic story, and it's true in New York. It's a famous case of Kennedy versus, I believe, DuPont. Uh, and it it really illustrates, and we've talked about this maybe on the show before, um, but maybe you could tell our listeners why you know, in certain cases where there's maybe been a divorce and a remarriage, uh, what can happen if you don't keep your beneficiary designations up to date? Well, those beneficiary designations on your, like your IRAs or your wills, those are as binding as your will. And so when you have a misalignment between what your will says and then what's on the designations of some of your di- the documents that you have out there, that opens the door for lawsuits. And Usually it's not a big deal until you have a more complicated family situation. And I just find today a lot of people have, you know, second marriages, bringing together kids from different families. There's just, you know, there's no such thing as the average American family anymore. And so what you don't want to have happen is that your money isn't taken care of, the children, the spouse, or whomever you want it to take care of. And, and also, Tony, I hate to say this, but I can tell you I've sat down with some couples from second marriages, and I don't think that both spouses were aware that they were not going to be re- be the beneficiaries in some situations. So it's wow. just really good to, again, it, communication. It's yeah. just, it's good to communicate and for people to know. Um, I have one client, I can tell you, they had been together for a long time and that was I was just thrilled to hear they finally actually got married because it's just going to make such a difference for the spouse. I mean she was the spouse sure. anyway but now it's formalized and it really you just want to see people be taken care of and you don't want someone to be left unintentionally surprised in a bad way. Exactly and I think that's so critical and you know uh, this case I referred to uh, it went all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said even though it said a different thing in the in this guy's will, the basically the guy uh, in New York, it was a, in New York State. Um, he had been married um, when he was young um, and had a daughter, and his wife turned out to be. And I'm not picking on the husband or wife. This is just this particular case. She turned sure. out to be maybe not the nicest person, and uh, they got separated. And she didn't want to have anything to do with him or his daughter. And he loved his daughter and and raised her and he had a fairly big, um, uh, you know, retirement package from his work. And the beneficiary designation had been, he had started that job when he was married and he put his wife at the time and then they had the baby and then she left and he never changed that. 
But in his will, he said, I want this to, you know, this asset goes here, this asset goes there. And it was left to his daughter. Well, uh, he passed, his daughter took it to court and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And they said, nope, it has to go with the beneficiary designation. I mean, it's a sad story, but it illustrates just how critical it is. And a lot of people don't have, I'm sure you've seen this, Tara, they don't have these things updated. They don't keep them updated. You know, they might, you know, when the kids get older, they see, okay, you know, maybe I have a child who can't handle money. I don't want to leave him everything. I, I want it to go into a trust or something like that and, and have it doled out over a period of time. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's really important to do these things ahead of time and work with someone like yourself, correct? It's always helpful to have that third party because it's, it is stressful and it's, it's helpful. I mean, I, I work with someone myself because it's nice to have that third party that helps lead you through the decisions so that you can focus on the decision making and not also trying to be managing the whole process at the same time. So it's not a case of, of course, you can do things but yourself, but if there's an easier way, <laughs> it's, always, it's always better to take advantage of having that, um, that uh, outside trusted agent for, for help. And, yeah. and that's what, you know, I, I always, I do do that for myself. So I always recommend things for people that I do for myself. And, I, you know, there's, there's, you could go on and on. I don't want to scare people with, with stories, but yeah, you, you want your intentions to be followed through is the point. Uh, I bet. Do you ever have clients though that come to you with resources that may not have, uh, aren't a, a financial asset that they'd like to organize as part of their legacy? You know, real estate is one of the big things. And then, uh, you know, in town here, we have a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners. So one of the things that we also start to look at is, you know, when it comes time, how are you going to sell your business or is, is it going to be handed down within the family? because it really can make a very big difference how you sell your business and your bottom line. And there's a lot of detail to go into, but especially if you've been smart over the years and you actually own the building that your business is in, there are ways that we can take and use charitable giving and leave more money at the end of the day for your family. And so that's, that's definitely something that's not just, you know, IRAs, 401ks. So we have a lot of, a lot of that that definitely mm. happens with, with people when they're, and I actually have a, a appointment scheduled in February and the client said, you know, I don't have a lot of actual cash money, but I have property and, and what do I do with it? You know, do I sell it? Do I, uh, am I going to leave it to my family? And so we're going to kind of walk through the, you know, there's no right answer. It's, you need to understand what your options are and see what's going to be the right for you and your family. But yeah, absolutely. It's not just cash or yeah. maybe an insurance. There's more than that for sure. Sure. I mean, I don't it's know, even, Tony, do you have you, I was going to say, have you come across any other interesting things that I may have left out? Well, just the one thing I was thinking is, again, to just draw from my own past is when my grandfather died, uh, when he passed away on my mom's side, my grandpa Whelan, every, everybody loved him. Great guy. Um, uh, lived a long, great life, but uh, he was really involved in the Masons, whether you're into that group or not, but he had uh, a really old Mason's ring, right? And so we we oh. talk about we talk about property and businesses and accounts and all this all the things that have all this value, but there are things that may not you know have mo any monetary value or very little, uh, but they mean the most. And he had three daughters: my mother and her two sisters, my two aunts. And um, you know, had he sat down with them, and he had a lot of antiques. 
he should have sat down with his family before he passed away and said, okay, we're going to hash this out now. Who wants what? I want everybody to be friends. Well, he and grandma were still alive. If they'd all done it together with him in the room, uh, there would have been no argument. He would have said, I want to give this to you, this to you, and, and this to you. And then, you know, is there something I'm leaving out at that time? They would have all said, the one thing we all want uh, is the ring. And there's only one. So uh, that caused a little rift for a while between my mom and her sisters. Now, they get along great, and fortunately, everything worked out. Um, however, um, you know, I think they all would have liked that. My Aunt Mary got it. But, you know, and um, I wish my parents had it uh, so I could get it. But the thing is, is, you know, things like little things like that can make a difference too, can't they? Oh, absolutely. And, and that reminds me just in my husband's family, it was his grandfather had a very uh, special shotgun. You know, they live on a farm and they sure. like to go duck hunting. And I was, that caused a big rift that, <laughs> that, that didn't, that gun didn't go where it was supposed to go for quite a while. And it was, it, it caused some hard feelings. So, you know, and one of the, I was going to share with you, you reminded me while you were um, sharing your story, Tony, is I like this concept of your family bank in your family legacy, it's not, like you said, it's not just money, but I've seen some families actually create almost like a whole library of the collective knowledge of the family. So say, for example, an up and coming grandkid is old enough and they're going to go buy their first house. They don't just have to go figure it out for themselves. They can kind of go into the family legacy vault of information. And potentially I've even seen some families take like maybe a life insurance policy and create like the family uh, account. And so for when a young person wants to buy their first home, they can borrow it from the family account, then they pay back the family. And it just creates a way for helping. And so everyone doesn't have to start out at ground zero, both financially and educationally. So there's there's a lot of really neat things well, you can do when you start idea. thinking. Yeah, I love that idea. I read that. And I, I mean, that's one of my goals with my families, I would love to have it set up so that all my nephews and nieces, when they're ready to go buy homes, they're not beholden to whatever's going on with the banks at the time. Sure. And I think can you that- imagine just starting out life where you don't have to, I mean, a mortgage is, you know, a third of your income from when you're starting out. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And so, I mean, it, it's huge. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a big step and and it can be such a hassle to work with you know, to get those loans, if you had a family bank, that's a great idea. I, I've actually never heard that, you know, I, I love that concept and I wish my family had had one. So uh, maybe well, that's no something kidding. I'll start. <laughs> yeah. But well, I mean, I think that could be a really fun thing. And then yeah. you can just help help everyone stay involved. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, because you know how it is sometimes when you're young and you're working hard and you know you're good for it, but you just can't qualify for that loan. But if you can get that help starting out, that's that's a nice thing. Sarah, this has been a great show. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything you'd like to add quickly before we have to go today? Yeah, just to remind everyone listening in to go to my website and download a complimentary retirement income toolkit. If you click on the financially tuned button, that'll take you right to the download spot. The website is www.taraE, as in Elizabeth Nolan, nolan.com or if you prefer just call 719-235-5494 and we'll get a copy over to you but it's just uh, legacy planning is such a important thing and if you approach it correctly it can also be kind of fun so i'm happy to help anyone that has any questions and thanks for listening in 
All right. Thank you so much, Tara. And that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit their website at TaraEnolan.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 